Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome everyone to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, none other than Dr. Tavara Johnson. And as always, I'm excited for today's show. I have a woman of God who is making an impact globally, and she is walking in her God-given purpose. She will also be sharing some of her journey on how she has emerged from her place of obscurity to dominate the spirit of influences that God would have given to her. And so I want to welcome Sarita to the show, and indeed, it's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Thank you, Dr. Tavara. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I am wonderful, and thank you so much just for coming to Grace, the platform just to share um, with our listening audience tonight. I'm super excited for our conversation. I can't wait to hear all of the nuggets, all of the downloads that you will provide to us this evening. Amen. Um, I Before we go ahead and get started, of course, I have a copy of your amazing bio, but I would just love for you to share and tell our listening audience a bit of who Sarita is and what it is that she does. Well, uh just a little bit about myself. I'm the CEO of um, a clinical mental health organization called Special Hands Outreach. Uh, what we do is um, help people in the mental health area um, through social-emotional development. And um, I am also a professional school counselor. I work with elementary students, and I do the same work there. Um, I've been into the education system for about 15 years in various uh, roles. And so um, when I got into this, I realized that God was bringing me to a ministry where um, I was uh, more empathetic to the spirits of other people, the traumas of other people, and um, which pretty much aligns with a good portion of where I've I've gone in my life. So um, it seems pretty much like a really good fit. <laughs> um, you know, it takes someone to know someone to go through. So, yeah, this is how I got here, through my own traumas, really. <laughs> mm, that's good. So I'm glad that you uh, actually shared that you would have gotten there through your own traumas. And so, um, you know, it's definitely safe to say that that's how your ministry or your business would have been birthed. And so I just want you to go ahead just to kind of, kind of share or just to encourage someone who may be listening in tonight in terms of some of the things that they may be going through. You know, they think that it may be for them, but it's really for someone else to be able to assist them to get to the next level. Absolutely. Um, you know, in the book, um, I was blessed with the opportunity to talk about, you know, just a little snippet of, of what God allowed um, I have to say that God allowed me to go through a process of refinement and change um, that 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 um, everyone seems in the world to say it is traumatic, but it is a purpose driven in it, and um, and God gets the glory at the end of the day. So um, in the book of the in the chapter that I write, I titled it "Trauma Validated in Christ," and I know you're like, what does that mean? You know. Um, and so basically what I mean by trauma um, that is validated in Christ is basically saying that, you know, God has allowed a certain experience, 
of deeply distressing and disturbing situations that challenge, you know, our human ability to manage and regulate our mental thoughts, our emotional responses, and um, it limits the social functions in our day-to-day lives. And so finding purpose in that um, is a journey in itself, but um, definitely um, something that I believe and know now after coming out of my traumas um, that God has set me up um, and made it something for his will and purpose for my ministry, if that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's really great. It's a great explanation. You know, I love the title, Trauma validated in Christ. I mean, some people would probably think you're crazy, <laughs> but I love, the, <laughs> I love the chapter title, and I'm glad that you shared that because the thing about it is, I mean, of course, there are some things that, you know, we um, end up in, whether it's, you know, situations that we've done knowingly or unknowingly or things that our, um, you know, like our grandparents or whomever, you know, might have, you know, gotten into and, you know, when we talk about these general generational curses and stuff like that. And so I'm glad right. that you um, mentioned that because sometimes people um, don't understand that or don't feel it so that God will allow them to go through things. I tell people all the time, God has his principles. He has his mm-hmm. laws and his statutes. I mean, he may love all of us. I mean, you know, he loves all of us, but if we violate them or they are violated, we have to go through certain things. We just Absolutely. have to go through it. You know, even if, even if we repent, um, which is which is always a great thing, repentance is good, but there's sometimes that because you would have already committed the act, whatever it may be, now you still have to go ahead and pay these consequences, <laughs> you know. And so these Absolutely. are things that God will allow us to go through. Yes, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You said it more the I mean, it was eloquently put, and I think that, you know, us as believers, we say, you know, the Bible says, oh, God will forgive us. He casts our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Yeah, but every choice you make has a consequence, whether it's a good choice or a not-so-good choice. And you still, even if God has forgiven you and even if you are redeemed and even if you are uh, moving on to that next path, those decisions have um, ramifications that, you know, steps down the way through the years that may be, you know, things that you have had to go through based upon those choices. You know, we do that as parents with our children. They learn their lesson when they say, oh, don't bite the hand that feeds you. You know, God is the hand that feeds us. And as parents, we are the hand that feeds our children. They still have to go and learn that lesson. And we're no different. We are his children. We make the decisions. That's why he's given us free will. And, uh, you know, I was just speaking to my niece just not too long ago, and she's 24, so she's still young. And she's like, why is everything a struggle? And it just seems like I can't get a break. And I told her, I said, you know, I probably would have asked the same question. But I think now that it goes back to decisions and choices that we make. So God gives us the free will. It's almost like biting that um, that the the apple that or the fruit that the Lord didn't tell us to bite off that tree, or, or you know, or or not biting it. You know, the decision making is really the start to, um, you know, what you're going to experience. But isn't it wonderful how God 
even turns that out for our good. And that's how it's validated because even in our bad choices, God will show up and turn that thing around for our good. And so that's what I mean when I say it's validated. Now, when I say deeply distressing and disturbing situations, because when we make choices, we don't realize how many steps along that choice is going to cause so much chaotic stuff to happen in your life in the aftermath, right? It just seems so simple to do that one thing, but God wants us to see how that's going to look five years down the road in our lives and in the lives of the people or the decisions that we make, whatever that is. And so we have to go through that process to learn. And then God, what he does is he brings those people who's right in that cluster, right right along your way, so you can say, hey, I walked in those shoes. I know exactly what this feels like. And guess what? It's it's it's, it's a struggle. It's it's hard. It's, and you know, <laughs> and but we, you know, with the saving grace of God and the new mercy that He gives us every day, you know, we can get through this. But you know, the the thing is to learn from it and not continue to make those same choices that affect our lives in such a traumatic way. I mean, that's just one way. I mean, and then sometimes it may not necessarily be any decision that we made. I think about people in the Bible like Joseph. You know, he didn't do anything wrong, but he went through a very traumatic experience when his brother sold him. However, it was purpose for God. So it doesn't have to always be a choice that we make that we have to go through that process, but God predestinated it for you to go that path. And if you didn't think you could survive it or do it, he would not have put you through it. So um, it, it, it all goes back for me to that relationship with God. And, and, and that's where we get into the, um, you know, um, redirecting and redefining and, and, um, and renewing, you know, how and our relationship with God, what we, you know, are renewing what, you know, when we lose sight of him and all the importance of staying um, connected in his will, you know, so. <laughs> I think that is good. I mean, you, you know, shared so much, um, you know, and I know the persons who are listening in that they will be able to learn from a lot of it. So I hope that, you know, if you're listening in, you have your notes pad and your pen or, you know, however you are just jotting down this information so you're able to learn, glean from it, and as well as apply it. You know, um, transformation happens when we apply it. Uh, Amen. You also mentioned about your, you know, having a relationship with God, which is definitely key and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, paramount as well as, you know, when you talk about the renewing, because some people, you know, sometimes, and, you know, we say it all the time, like, God doesn't leave us. You know, as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that, you know, he doesn't leave us. Mm-hmm. Off of now, there are times when we may leave him, <laughs> you know, right. Um, right. but he doesn't, um, he doesn't leave us. So I want you to speak to someone, you know, given the times that we are currently in, you know, sometimes people are, you know, losing sight, they're losing faith, um, and they may be in, some need of redirection. How do they, um, you know, get past the guilt or get past this feeling of condemnation or get past the feeling of, you know, maybe God doesn't, you know, like me, doesn't love me, doesn't want me back in? Like, how do you, uh, I want you to give some advice to someone who may be in that that state right now, because, I mean, given the times that are happening, a lot of people are losing faith and so many things are happening, and sometimes some people, they get away from God. 
You know, they move from that position where they were at, but then they don't know how to get back there. What advice would you give to them? Well, I have to say that, you know, I've been in those places. And, uh, you know, to be transparent, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a place, it's a lonely place. It's a place where you feel like no one understands. And um, it's a place where um, you're full of depression, you're full of disappointment, you're full of all these different emotions. And I have to say that they are emotions. And one thing I've learned in the Bible, God says you can't trust those emotions. You know, they will steer you all kinds of ways. And while you may feel a whole lot of different ways, the truth of it is that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And what I would suggest is the very thing that I did is I sought the Lord with all my heart. I did not give up. I cried out. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So I intentionally believed his word and I kept doing it and and redundantly in repetition on a constant basis, I didn't give up because I was desperate. I was desperate for a change. And that's what you have to do. You know, you have to seek God in desperation because you want to be free. You want to be delivered. You want to come out of whatever this is that is hanging over you. And the only recourse for your salvation, to get out of it, is your relationship, your trust, your faith, your belief that God can and will do it. That's it. That God can and will do it. And that begins the redirection. When you are consistently, intentionally, desperately seeking God every day, morning, noon, and night, praying for that change, and because God doesn't turn his word to you void, he will do that thing you ask for him. He will. I'm living proof. Hmm. You have to believe it. You have to cry out. Yeah. You know, nonstop, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Not pretty. I know that he, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's an ugly process. You know, no one yes, it is. Um, likes it. <laughs> You don't like to face it. It, it hurts. No. Um, it causes yeah. us to really die to flesh, have to put our pride aside, have to admit that, Definitely. hey, God, I I messed up. You know, I walked yeah. away. Um, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I was disobedient, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I would want someone or those who are listening to know that at some point we've all been there. Even we all the, have. You know, you know the the persons who you may feel as though, oh my God, they're so anointed, or you know where it looks mm-hmm. like they haven't um, went through, you know, went through those feelings, or you know mm-hmm. maybe went through that process. We've all been there. I don't care oh, yeah. how anointed, yes. how anointed you Definitely. are. <laughs> you know, oh, we've yeah. all um, we've all been there, uh, most definitely. Now, Sarita, I know for you, you know, you have the um, the book project that you're in, the Unshakable Faith. I just want mm-hmm. you to talk to us a bit about having unshakable faith. Well, you know, I when, when you're going through the process of of this the struggle or the trial or whatever it is, um, you you don't see yourself as having unshakable faith. 
But I have to say, you know, um, my father was a pastor, and since I was a child, you know, my, my family has always said this, that, you know, I was one of those kids that just believed everything, you know. <laughs> I was just one of those children that I believed it. I believed it, and that was it. It was it was no questions about it. I don't know if that's just part of my makeup, <laughs> you know, how God made me. But I did not have a problem with believing God's word. My problem, and I got to be honest, it's not the faith. It's not the faith. It was never the faith for me. I believed it. I believed it all. My problem was obeying and mm. and trying to things my way and not God's way. I didn't think, you know, a lot of times when God said do this, I'm like, no, but I want to do that. So it was obedience for me. It wasn't that I didn't trust the Lord. And so I made a lot of um, decisions out of rebellion, you know, and mm-hmm. just wanting to live my life for me. And I don't know if anybody's ever been a preacher's kid, but it, it's a tough cookie to, to swallow, and it's a limelight that lives on you. And I promise at times I just wanted to be a normal person, you know. Um, but sometimes, you you know, God places you in a, a, a position for a reason. And, uh, you know, so I had to get comfortable with that that um, that legacy or mantra, whatever you want to call it, and and do and 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 surrender and listen and do what what is what is God was asking me to do. And once I started to understand um that that was again now I'm going back into the book where decision my decision making started to get redefined. And um and I said, oh, okay trusting God wholeheartedly, being obedient, not stubborn, not, you know, you know how we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it. It requires a measure of surrender um, that maybe is very difficult for a lot of us. Come on now, we know surrender is very hard, especially mm-hmm. um, if it's when it's, when it's against what may not make sense for you when it's against um, you not knowing the outcome. We are creatures that like to um, know. We have to plan. We got to make the steps so we know what's what's coming ahead. If you know when you when you surrender and you are walking in faith with God, you have no idea what's coming. And so that's scary. That's scary because we want to know. We want that. It's the unknowing that makes us want to do things our way because we can control it. But with God and you walking in that faith, it requires a surrender and a wholehearted trust of obedience to God. And and so that is a process in itself. I, I'm sure that many of your listeners, listeners can relate to that. <laughs> yes, yes. Even I can, you know, knowing, especially someone like myself who likes to plan, I want to know how everything is going to work. I mean, of course, I had to get out of that, but sometimes, you know, it's, yeah. it's easy to fall back into that default setting, <laughs> you know, Definitely. and wanting to know how everything is going to work out. And so, right. you know. Uh, definitely, I know. I know about those times when you know, in terms of being rebellious, just because you know, you know, God is pulling you away, but you're like, listen, I want to do my own thing. Would you just leave me alone? <laughs> you know? I, yes. Oh Lord, you, you speak in my language now. 
so I know because you know, sometimes, you know, when you know that there's a call of God on your life, you would find that sometimes, you know, it, your path isn't always as easy as some other people. You know, there are some people, you know, uh, them getting to their promised land, you know, depending on what it may be, might have been so easy. And then there's sometimes when for you it's like you got to go down the road, you know, take a left, then you got to take a right, then you got to come back around, you know, and sometimes it's frustrating. And so you become it very is. rebellious, and that, and that is what made you me do. rebellious. <laughs> oh, know? I know. Yes. <laughs> oh, so my God, I didn't think about that. Sometimes it does look like from our perspective that other people's walk is so, you know, cushy and so sweet, and they didn't have to go through all of that, you know. It does look like that. But I always wonder, what's really underneath all of that? You know, like, is it really real? You know, is it a, is it a, it's a facade? Uh, because I just can't believe that everybody has it that good. You know, we all have to go through trials and tribulations to grow and to to become, right? That word become is so important because God is constantly molding us. And so, yeah. um, but, you know, I always wonder what's underneath all of that. You know, a lot of times you find people where it looks like that, it could be things that they're dealing with on the inside, maybe like insecurities that you can't even see. You know, some inward turmoils may be happening, even though it looks nice and cushy on the outside, you know. Um, and so sometimes you may find out and you're like, wow, I never even knew that was going on with that individual, you know, or some, or some things like that. So, yeah, I, I, I can relate for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it does make you rebellious. But, you know, we thank God that, you know, we allow God to redirect us, you know, when we get yeah. off, of the, off of the path that we, um, you know, are on. And then, when, and then what happens is that, you know, it takes us a longer time to get to our destination. But the good thing about it is I do believe when God redirects us, he reroutes us. He makes provisions for yeah. those times when yeah. we become rebellious because, you know, we know we're going to yeah. do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, knows, no. he knows that there are times that we may or we may be disobedient. Um, even if you pay the price, I believe that he still redirects. And sometimes we do get there at, at the appointed time, even, you know, even with still going through that uh, that that detour or that redirection. And so sure. definitely thank you so much for your transparency there. Um, you know, this is, this is this is what allows people to, um, I believe, to learn and just to encourage. You know, this is I believe that you know having transparent conversations is what allows other mm-hmm. people to be, you know, to really overcome and know that hey, if they went through this, then wow, I can get through this also. You know, whatever their whatever the situation is that they may be facing. Amen, amen. And one of the things I like so much about the Lord is, you know, and I hate about the devil, is that, you know, when we are transparent and through a platform like what you have here, people get to see, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one. The enemy always gets you. He tricks you into thinking that you're the only person on the planet who is feeling this way, who's thinking this way, who's experiencing this thing, and then they listen to your podcast or read a chapter from the book, and and they say, oh, my God, wow, other people go through this. Other people have walked in my shoes. Other people feel the feelings I have felt. And they have come out of it 
and they've gotten through it and they've conquered these things. And, you know, we need to be champions for not just Christ, but to show that we are championing our stories for each other. You know, a lot of what we go through isn't for us. What I've gone through may be specifically for me to write this book and to come on your podcast to reach whoever it's supposed to reach. And so that's why it's really important to um, be obedient, follow the path, because any everyone has a purpose, and God uses our lives and our experiences to affect the lives of other people, and it just rinse repeats on in the body and it just goes and goes and goes. So with that being said, everyone has a contribution to um, bringing different people into the fold, into the body of Christ, and everyone has a purpose in everyone's life and what they go through and their experiences is not for naught. It is all going to work out for God's good, and they're good in the end. Yes, yes, most definitely. I mean, it, and you know, the Bible tells us that it all works together for our good. Like, that means the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it may be, you know, um, and however however it happens, it definitely is going to work out for our good. Now, Amen. Um, you know, Sarita, I want to know from you, you would have definitely answered the call of God in your life. It might have taken yeah. you a while. It may not have taken you a while. Yes. <laughs> you might, it you had, did. Yes, it did. You might mm-hmm. have had some turns, some bumps, you know. But at the end of the day, there are some great accomplishments that you have. And so I just kind of want to know from you, what would you say or what would you consider to be one of your greatest accomplishments thus far? Uh, hmm. There's so many that I can that I can pull from. But quite frankly, um, my greatest accomplishment to date is I think it is how I have allowed my life and the transparency of all the transitional experience to be in the forefront and open and raw to my children. I never covered it up. I never lied to them. They got to see it all. And because of that, um, they grew up not feeling like they have to be perfect, that it's okay to be flawed. And then also um, I left a legacy of seeking Christ diligently. And um, I have um, six children and two bonus babies, and and most of them are serving the Lord and ministering to people, winning souls to Christ, and that is one of the proudest legacies that if God took me tomorrow, I'd be proud of because I instilled enough in them for them to take the baton and continue the work of the Lord. And so that's really passionate for me as a mother. Um, I think the gift of a mother is is just so beautiful. And and if you can instill um, the love of God and the passion of Christ in them to um, then go out and bear more fruit, that's just wow. And um, 
So I'm thankful to God um, for what he's done in my life and what he's actually doing in the lives of my children for God's kingdom. So thank you for asking me that. Amen. I think that's awesome, you know, to have, you know, the kids, they serve in God, or they pretty much, you know, just walk in their purpose. I think that's that's Amen. a beautiful thing. It, it speaks volumes as a as a parent, you know, to be able to see that to see your children um moving forward in the things of God and moving forward in the direction which He's called them to move in. Amen. Amen. That's really awesome. Really, really great. Well Sarita, thank you. I wanna know. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want to know from you, like, what final advice would you give to our listening audience on, you know, just positioning themselves to win so they can bring about change and add value to others? So, you know, really I just can't stress enough that dedication, commitment, constant, never-ending passion for seeking the Lord and staying in his word, praying um, constantly with, you know, and prayer doesn't have to be, you know, what we've been raised to know it as. It's a conversation, just like you and I are having. Pray. Talk to the Lord. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to know what's going on in your life. If you are a person that likes to journal, okay, well, then read your journal out loud. That is your conversation. That is your prayer to God. He just wants you to develop a relationship with him. And I I will say the final thing is, as you go through this process, understand that it's only a process. It is for a time. It will not last forever. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that is something that God has promised. If you feel like you will never get out of it, I know I did, um, that is a lie from the pits of hell. And you should not, cannot try your best not to um, entertain those thoughts um, any longer than you, when you think it. Now, it's, it's okay to feel what you feel, but feel what you feel deal with those feelings, and then allow yourself to drop them in the bucket, drop them in the trash can, okay, especially the things that are not true, especially the things that God has not said is um, um, is what he promised, right? So if you're thinking thoughts, if you're feeling feelings that are contrary to his word, feel what you feel, deal with the feelings, throw them in the trash, And the final thing I will say is when we talk about in the Bible, I mean, in the, in the book about renewing, you, you need to think about renewing how you think your mind, renewing your spirit, rejuvenating, doing the things that build your spirit man up. Like I said, praying constantly, reading your word constantly. Okay. And, um, and, and, and just, Looking at how God has gotten you through, he's going to be the one to develop that for you, and you'll have a renewed sense of faith because you'll look back and say, wow, God actually did that for me. And once you start seeing him do those things for you, it builds up your your strength in your faith life, you know, those 
I guess, spiritual muscles, if you want to call it. <laughs> so you yeah. are working, you're working that renewed mind, you're working that renewed spirit, you are working that renewed faith. And so, but you can't skip things. You got to remember to go through the fact that you are going to, um, you're going to have to redirect, you know, what you're doing or your decisions, redefine you know, who God is in your life and what he looks like in your life, get tangible with it, you know, get consistent with it, you know, create a schedule with the Lord, um, just like you would your calendar for your job or any other thing that's important to you in this life, you know, um, and then, re, you know, walk in that renewed sense of your your thoughts, walk in that renewed sense of your spirit, um, walk in that renewed faith that God is, um, that is, you're developing with the Lord. And so that's what I would suggest you do and, um, and just keep doing it and, and don't stop, you know, just keep doing it. Wow. I think that is really awesome. You know, keep doing it, come up with your schedule. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, the same way how, like you mentioned, you know, we go ahead and we make schedules to whether to go to lunch with someone, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, you put that thing mm-hmm. on the calendar. Time is the same way you go ahead and you, you know, you put the things of God or, or, or the time with him um, on a calendar, you know, to make sure you, you know, that you, you, you do it. I mean, you, you know, it's something that, that's of importance um, to you and it should be, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that is really, really good. Um, you know what you shared with them, and I mean, I'm, I just really enjoyed this conversation. This was definitely me too. A, yeah, this was definitely a great conversation tonight, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know our listening audience did um, as well. But of course, before you go, I just want to know um, of any, or at least provide us, you know, with any upcoming events that you may have, or any um, products or services, or even just ways in which they can stay connected with you. I am on Instagram. Um, I think my name is simply Mrs. Moody. <laughs> um, and um, I don't have a lot of social presence right now. That's probably my main one. My Facebook name is Sarita Moody. Um, um, but be on the lookout. I, I am slowly progressing my way through the social media platform. But thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. And, of course, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to, my, to, to today's amazing show with my special guest, Sarita Moody. Be sure to join me, as always, every Tuesday for another episode of Emergence Radio Talk. This is indeed the show where you'll be inspired to emerge, occupy, and take dominion. Once again, I'm Dr. Devira Johnson. You can connect with me on my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Clubhouse under the social media handle Tavara Johnson. Also, you can visit my website at TavaraJohnson.com um, for any uh, services you want, such as leadership coaching, personal coaching, leadership development, I mean, training, seminars, webinars, you name it. Also, we have a Lead Her retreat that is coming up October 7th through the 9th, which is going to be in Orlando, Florida. So if you desire to join us, go ahead and you can send me an inbox, you can send me an email, you can go to the website. I definitely look forward to seeing you there. Space is limited. So, of course, we will have empowerment um, done by none other than Prophetess Delaris Tarani, who is also my coach, and she is a global shifter. Um, and, of course, we will go ahead and have leadership sessions as well. So this is um, 
a retreat that will definitely help to get you elevated personally as well as professionally and allow you to be able to get some rest as leaders. You know, we you know, we sometimes we don't put on our mask, our oxygen mask first, but this is definitely a place or a time where you get to network with other people or other women. And, of course, uh, you will be catered to as well. And so I look forward to hearing from you all um, about that. And, of course, I look forward to seeing you next week, Tuesday. Blessings, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at or follow us on all of our social media platforms.